1: Hi, Louis Black here, and welcome to Rantcast number four. That's right, four as we head toward, oh yes, Arizona, Phoenix, and Tucson. Uh, performed there on February 1st and February 2nd in 2019. It's always a break to be able to uh, roll into uh, a place like Arizona in February, as opposed to hitting Minneapolis. Not that I don't like playing there, but in February... Ha 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 ha. No, I like, uh, I like my genitals to be, you know, not crawling into my stomach. It's a big break really to be in um, Arizona at that time because the average temperature generally is usually at that time of year 72 degrees and that is a real break. We have tried and you'll hear probably through the other rants when we go through it to, to roll into places where it's a little warmer at times, but we'll get into that at some other point. I've always had a soft spot for Tucson. Not so much as a comedy city because uh, the club that I played there, Laps, was uh, whew, it was run by a maniac. <laughs> but uh, initially, but the the town itself, it, it's continually uh, considered one of the only cities in the Southwest actually to rank among one of the worst places to live. And I never really noticed that. I always felt about Tucson that there was a kind of a quaintness to it, especially after okay. Phoenix, which is a big sprawling area. When I first arrived in Tucson, I thought, Wow, this is uh, this is kind of the hippie desert place, you know, certainly not a Taos or a Santa Fe kind of entitled hippie, if I may say, uh, but really more of a, you know, laid back. University of Arizona had a, is there, and there's quite something to the town, I felt. I like the vibe, as they say, and that's when I actually liked vibes. Well, back then when I was first touring. When you get on the bus, you, you don't have so much the vibe anymore as you roll into the theater and you roll out of the town. But I used to spend five or six days in a city. We played at the, uh, the Fox Tucson Theater, which opened on April 11th, 1930. It was a dual vaudeville movie house. And it's considered and called the crown jewel of downtown. Uh, it's a beautiful theater and a splendid place to play. And uh, it was in Tucson that uh, one of our audience members uh, took ill. You'll be hearing about that later on. It's, it's always a real pleasure when you, uh, someone in the audience uh, gets sick. It's always kind of uh, kind of really, uh, you, you feel awful, you feel terrible. And then, you know, you, and you really have, if you've got em- any empathy at all, you uh, worry about this for, for a portion of the act. And then it's trying to right the ship especially for those who were kind of seated around them, whoever it was that that got sick. I'll be talking about that later. Then it was on to Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix, I appeared early on in the clubs there. And uh, it is, as I said, huge, massive. Phoenix, Scottsdale, Tempe, the Arizona State University is there. And uh, I've played in a variety of theaters throughout Phoenix and going from one to the other until finally on February 2nd, when I performed there, I was uh, for, I believe, the Third time performing at the Comerica Theater, which is a big, big theater, uh, 5,000 seats. I don't sell out that many seats. You know, that just is not what happens with me. People don't go, gee, you know, uh, we really want to go listen to that cranky fuck scream and yell. So, uh, but Comerica is uh, one of those places that can be configured. That theater can be put together in a way that uh, however many show up, and it's not 20. Please. But I get a nice size audience that comes out, and uh, and the room is configured in a way that really makes for a nice night. Uh, they're great places to eat in Phoenix, uh, especially downtown. It always makes for uh, a great place to hang out. The hotel uh, actually flooded one night, and there was a huge flood, and uh, made for a kind of a rough evening for some people who had to, you know, walk all the way up. Uh, luckily, it wasn't me, or I, I don't think uh, I would have made it to the bus the next day. So here we are in Arizona, yelling and screaming, Randcast number four. Go get them. Okay, we're coming to you live tonight from the Fox Theater in Tucson, Arizona. Tucson is the, uh, the one place in the entire country that my parents... Came here when they were in their mid-70s. This is a t- true story. And uh, I think sp- spent time here at the university at what was called an elder hostel. And, um, and actually, it's the only place in the country that they thought about um, retiring. And, um, <laughs> and you're lucky my mother didn't retire here. <laughs> because all of you, would have heard from her. (laughs) Every one of you. I can guarantee she would have found you and known exactly what you fucking did wrong. (laughs) I never spent a lot of time in Tucson. I spent a a, a bit of time here um, early on in, uh, in my roaming around the country doing comedy clubs. There was a comedy club here. I can't for the life of me remember the name of it. I just laughs is still, it was laughs way back when it was still, that was the one and yeah it was, uh, it was I, I, uh, I, had a, I had a blow up with the owner and so I never came back um, I believe I may have come back once after that when that owner left because that owner said that was sitting there talking about what pieces of shit comics were and, uh, and I went psychotic on him I had a couple I had a couple of drinks, and the anger became real because um, i it was just an extraordinary experience we were living I was living in a house some of the people who worked at the comedy club were in the house that I was living in and then and I was like a headliner and I had to live with these people who I didn't fucking know I mean it was just fine, but it was not. Most comedy clubs in the country, you, you might stay with a couple of other comics, and some most of the places you stayed in kind of a uh, like a motel or a hotel. But this was unbelievable, and he was saying that we were ungrateful. And uh, I was like, it was like, I'd never, I just completely, so that was, so I went away. And, uh, <laughs> and it's nice to be back. Tucson is really the kind of the... Um, sound from everything I've gathered and everything at the time when I was here back then was the kind of the uh, there's Phoenix where, uh, where it's business and things and, we, and, we're, and, and that boo is the sound of, the, it's the cry of hippies <laughs> of ancient hippies who didn't move to Phoenix, they moved here because life was easier and fuck them and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hide behind this cactus and have a smoke But it's grown since I came here. You you fuckers have been building shit, haven't you? You've been up to something. Some some other people moved in who weren't hippies, and they went, fuck, look, there's a space. Let's build some shit. (laughs) So I'm just going to get to this, because there's a lot of great stuff here. Um, This is from Yvonne. Uh, There's a lady in the balcony that brought her knitting. She is literally going to continue knitting a fucking afghan during your show. That's, I don't know, but that's really... That's what I do. That's part of the deal for me. Uh, many people bring all sorts of things. Some people whittle while I speak. That is really great. That. Just reminds me of a tale of two cities. Uh, Jesus. I hope, he, I hope it's a nice afghan. My mother's a 100 and still teaches her caregivers how to knit, which is beyond belief. And my mother knitted things for me that were horrifying. So I hope your afghan is nice. Uh, it better be fucking nice if you're knitting it while I'm on stage. No. Uh, Uh, So, this is from, that's from, uh, I don't know if that was Yvonne, this is Billy. Tucson is under nonstop senseless construction and has been for the last 20 years. Once the roads are patched and repaved, they are backed up for miles. And then guess what? Time to expand! Time to add another lane! Every area of town is plagued by 25 mile an hour signs. What the fuck? All I want to do is go home! I'm a fucking teacher in Arizona! Please let me go home! (laughs) This is from uh, Kelly. Here in Tucson, they close the schools next week for rodeo days. (laughs) So so the rodeo's coming to town. Rodeo days. How many days are there? Three days of rodeo fun. Yeah, you won't, you know, you won't close it for election day, but fuck, the rodeo's coming. (laughs) I'm glad we made it in the nick of time. (laughs) This is from Liz. This is really... Is Tucson the only fucking city that is overrun by mattress firm stores? (laughs) I swear there are as many mattress firm stores as there are Starbucks. There cannot be that many people in any city with this kind of demand for mattresses. Almost every goddamn intersection has one to three stores. Is this a money laundering operation to fund the the fucking wall or something? Or is the 10-year mattress thing a myth and I've been lied to my whole life? Please help me understand. Just to make you feel better, Liz, uh, I live in New York City. Uh, on my block, two blocks from me, on the second floor is a mattress firm store. There's at least 50 mattress firm stores in New York City. There's you know, Mattress firm stores are every fuck where. Every fuck I even bought something at a mattress firm store. I'm serious. Because that was the only store. There were ten stores in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and they were all fucking mattress firm stores. <laughs> I don't know how they've done it. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what they're up to. Um, I don't know how they managed. I don't know how they fucking survive. I I don't know what is going on there, but I will tell you, we've done ninety hours of this, and every so often somebody finds something that I go, holy fuck, that is really true. And that, no one has mentioned to the mattress firm stores, and they're everywhere. <laughs> and, and, and generally, there's five to six or seven things about everywhere I go. Every, if, if you think people can't drive here, ha ha ha, they can't drive anywhere. <laughs> anywhere, 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 anywhere in the country. Nobody can drive. Nobody knows what a turn signal is. Nobody knows what the left lane is for. Nobody knows anything. Got it? And then they're yelling about people like you, you, you go to places like Wisconsin, and they'll say, well, I'll get fucking things going. Yeah, it was snowing out today. People think Wisconsin, people in Wisconsin know how to drive in the snow. They don't know how to fucking drive in the snow. It's, everything's a myth. Nobody knows how to drive. It's lucky we're all alive. Now we've got... Um, this is three. You no, know, this is from. This is all about uh, <laughs> the wall. <laughs> well, well, you know, it affects you guys. Hello, that's why I do this. Better you write about it than the, the fucker I was where the fuck were we? we were like. I was in Reno. It's like really, and it was like fucking frozen. It was like the frozen tundra. The day before it had like fucking there'd been a blizzard up there. And there and there are people who were worried about the wall. What well, you're in Reno, okay? <laughs> no, and it's like, you know, fucking shut up. You don't get a vote on this. Okay? You're in Reno. They're not coming to you, okay? They're not racing into the country going, I must get to Reno. <laughs> And if they know anything, they're going to go... If they're up that far and they hear about Lake Tahoe, you're fucking toast. <laughs> so this is what Monique says. Um, There's no fucking emergency at the border. We're here. It's fine. It's safer near the border than pretty much everywhere else in the country So shove this whole border wall emergency nonsense. Okay. so i'm going to read these for those of you who don't agree with this you had the opportunity to write something and you didn't (laughs) so i just have to point that out i have to point out every fucking night that i do this every night every night uh, for a long time i just got tired of saying it it would be like uh, I would get there's tons of stuff about the president or uh, all sorts of stuff that's going on, and I beg, I beg people, send me what it is that you think about it, for those of you who want to represent the other side. And I never get shit. And and, and it goes throughout the world, it goes throughout the fucking world. And you have that opportunity. You have that opportunity. It's not. It, I'm not asking Mitch Fuck or Dog Fart or Farty. No, I'm asking you. This is from Lou. Uh, And all of these folks are in the audience tonight. Uh, Louis, how do you feel about, uh, uh, how about, uh, do you think the rest of the country hates Arizona? No, because of Florida. (laughs) So, uh, I wouldn't worry about it. Do you think Trump knows about regional tectonics in Arizona? Do you think he has talked to the innumerable geologists in this state? The, just that sentence alone is just half a sentence. The, I can't, can you imagine Trump talking to a geologist? Could you imagine if you asked Trump what a geologist was? Do you think he'd know the answer? Do you think he'd know the fucking answer? And is that what people like about him? It's kind of like, wow, he doesn't know just like I don't know. Is that the way this fucking works? All right, that's one of the reasons. You know what? I had an opportunity to take geology in school as a part you had your choice of things you could take and I said I ain't fucking studying rocks which is the reason you wouldn't know about geology so you'd know I don't want to fucking do that shit <laughs> it's a fucking rock fuck you <laughs> Do you think he has talked to the innumerable geologists in the state who can tell him that what tensile forces on concrete will render a wall useless in no time? Lewis, what would you suggest we, as Arizonians, do to positively affect the actions of this outrageously stupid dipshit? I would say if you could get Lou, a 12-year-old, to do a science project about tectonics and the tensile forces on concrete, which I'm sure that a 12-year-old, I'm sure there's 25 12-year-olds who've done this, and then fucking send that to him. And that might be a start. That might be a start. But you have to get it to him before next Tuesday, and that's going to be tough. Uh, There's a... This is from Joel. There's a bar in Tucson called The Meat Rack. Now, is this true? Okay, I'm reading this, not so much for you, but the 10 or 12,000 who are watching tonight who are going to go, he made this up. It's owned by a man named God. Okay, is that true? He lives there. If you let him brand you with a profile of his face, you get 25 cents off drinks for life. (laughs) He has a picture, is this true, on the wall of a very young Arnold Schwarzenegger fingering a woman? You don't know, or is that just a denial on your part? According to Joel, every part of this is 100% true. Thank you, Joel. <laughs> so for those of you who are going, holy fuck, I want it, it, drinks to be 25 cents off for my whole life, this may be the city for you. <laughs> this is from Susan, why are alfalfa sprouts so expensive? <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because they're the diamonds of the garden. They're so fucking good for you that they go here. You can only have them if you give us a lot of fucking money. And if you have them, you'll live forever. My parents didn't eat one fucking alfalfa sprout. (laughs) I'm going to read this one. This is from what's truly interesting about Tucson. I believe this is that uh, uh, Kieran, you're here tonight. Kieran, are you from Tucson? Yeah. Okay. Stay calm. (laughs) <laughs> that when that cowboy shout out shit scares me a little <laughs> but it's interesting uh kieran uh richardson and uh mildred allison from the time we started doing this uh these uh, these um the ranters do uh the two of them started just sending me stuff on a regular basis and uh, one of the ones i got tonight i'll, I'll probably read one by kieran tomorrow and uh it's just uh, really interesting. And then th- they didn't know each other. And they just, of all the places in the universe, th- this, is, this is where the f- the first kind of reaction of what we were doing came from here, which either makes this the dullest fucking place on Earth. <laughs> we also have a friend... Nancy Shapiro went on the boat with us. She's Nancy, not Nancy Stanley. Uh, went on the boat with us, and uh, we did a cruise. And she, uh, she's a uh, is a, literally a, uh, teaches law out here, and is a, and uh, and she does comedy now. And uh, because of that, so it's utterly bizarre that this has occurred in one fucking area. This is the only place on earth that we've affected. <laughs> and. Uh, and my friend who's here tonight, uh, one of our, our good friends, is one of uh, a really great promoter who is helping promote our show tomorrow night, is Danny Zalisco, who's here tonight. And one of, he's done some great shows here and, and in Phoenix. He's one of the great produce, pr- pr- promoters in the Southwest. So, I'm reading, uh, this is from Mildred. Holy hell, Lewis, there is a God. Those bastards in Battle Creek finally waved the white flag. Apple fucking Pop-Tarts are back, baby. Oh, fucking yeah, those tasty, delicious, Appley wonders are back. Those pricks at Kellogg's have fucked with apple Pop-Tarts for years. First they came for the tasty white frosting. Afraid we'd burn our sorry little fingers, then sue everyone in sight. Then one day they disappeared. All the apple Pop-Tarts, all of them, with no warning. Sending what was left to England. I had to buy fucking Pop-Tarts from England. England. You know what that costs? Holy fuck. Then even those were gone. All of the Apple Pop-Tarts in the world just fuck gone. Those greedy, tasteless motherfuckers in Battle Creek kept ignoring cries for Apple, mocking us by rolling out hideous Pop-Tart, tardy and horrors like strawberry milkshake, peanut butter, and cookie dough. Who the living fuck wants to eat any of those? (laughs) Who? What shrivel-ball genius in Kellogg's thought, I know people will clamor for hot milkshake flavors. I'm going to be a VP. Holy fuck. (laughs) If you gave homeless people toasters, even they wouldn't eat that vomiting crap. <laughs> and yet, no apple. Well, the holy grail of Pop-Tarts has returned to its rightful place on store shelves, and the people can rest easy once again, knowing they can get up in the morning and enjoy the tasty, warm, frosty goodness of apple-flavored Pop-Tarts. With Trump in the White House, America may be totally fucked as that incompetent Adderall snorting orange two-bit Caligula drives the boat under the rocks. But at least we'll have these delicious ounces of warm toastery never goes bad. Survive anything pastry to soothe our frayed needs. So, full speed ahead, sailor. Apple fucking Pop Tarts are back. <laughs> and I read you this to end our evening. This comes to us. Uh, I'm not sure where Dave is from, but Dave Andrews has written us a bunch. This is just important for those of the folks in the East, out East, who will enjoy this a little more than you and will understand it a little more than you. But it's important to read it now. I know that this weekend there's so much anticipation for the Super Bowl and to see if Tom Brady wins his sixth ring and all of America's patiently waiting with anticipation for the results of the Mueller report. Well, for us fuckers living on the East Coast, we trump, pardon the pun, all of that shit, because this weekend is Groundhog Day. <laughs> and believe you me, we are waiting in anticipation to see if that furry little buck tooth fucking fleabag rodent, rodent sees his fucking shadow or not. If that little cocksucker tells us we have six more weeks of winter, you're gonna have people lined up to jump off the fucking bridges. The only problem with that is you'll break your fucking neck when you hit the ice because all the fucking water around here is frozen solid. So take your Super Bowl and Mueller report and shove it up straight CNN or Fox News' ass because the real news takes place when Schubert, Nakediddy, Sam or Wighton fucking Willie crawl out of their fucking holes on Saturday. I say shoot the little fuckers the minute they stick their heads out and they won't see their goddamn shadows. Thank you, Tucson. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll be in Phoenix tomorrow night. Been a pleasure spending time with you. Take care of each other. Good night.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find
1: We are coming to you live tonight from Phoenix, Arizona at the Comerica Theater. <laughs> I have, uh, for those of you experiencing the, experience the polar vortex, um, you, you're, uh, if you really wanna irritate uh, the, the folks in Phoenix, move here. <laughs> I've been coming to Phoenix, uh, performing here for about 30 years. That started a long time ago at the Improv. And, um, and I've watched, and even there was a place called Knuckleheads. That, that's how fucking, even before they, before I could even get into the Improv, I, I played in a mall at a place called heads That'll, it uh, downtown. And um, it's, uh, and I've watched this town Explode and it is now they're just building anywhere. There's fucking any any fucking where and it's massively growing it leaps and bounds and um, And they want you to come they're really excited about your presence Oh, yes, they do yep because they really are Their their whole interest is they'd like to get Phoenix and then They're gonna go straight ahead and then they're eventually they will be uh, touching Los Angeles It's gonna be a joyous moment it's going to be like when they built the, the train and accepted what will happen the way we work, work now. It's going this way, and then it'll be like that, no they'll miss. <laughs> but it is, it really is, uh, it's become an extraordinary place to visit, and it, it is well worth Just visit, and then get the fuck out and leave these people alone. <laughs> I'm reading this only because folks came last night who saw us in the show in Tucson, and... John, I don't think, talked about it, but uh, about literally about 10 minutes into John's set, uh, someone had what appeared to be some sort of a, a, a medical emergency in the back of the room. And that's it literally extraordinarily only happened really twice in the entire time that we've been touring theaters for like 17 years. And it was kind of so everything came to a shutdown. and. Um, I just wanted to read this because for people um, that, that might have been who are watching tonight, uh, this is from Jereen. Uh, my family and I were at your show last night, and it was my cousin's husband who had the medical emergency. I'm trying to get a message to you in the comic that opened for you. First, my cousin's husband is going to be okay, which is great. Uh-huh. <clears throat> He's still undergoing some tests in the hospital. They don't have clear answers yet because I guess something to do with his insurance. <laughs> but he's awake oriented and feeling better. They feel terrible they stopped the show. He shouldn't at all. But I assured them that everyone involved would be happy to know that he's doing better, and we really are. In any event, we did not stay after that, and we are so sad we missed you. It was unbelievable. I'm really sorry you missed it, because uh, uh, I have six blind people in the audience can see today. It <laughs> was one of the few times I laid hands on. And it was mainly because, you know, since I, I, I saw that happen and I said, I can do this, I have that power. And um, I'm so I'm sorry, I, I would have been able to, if I got out there, but the ambulance was gone. Um, they feel terrible. They stopped the show, but I'm sure. You know, okay, uh, I hope you return to Tucson. I will. It's, we we love the Fox Theater. Uh, as my husband and I have always enjoyed your work, and we're looking forward to seeing you perform live. One last funny thing that my my cousin's husband wanted me to relay to you. <laughs> this is he's very conservative, <laughs> but he's a great guy and a great sport. I don't. I, I like conservatives. Uh, you know, I do. I have no trouble with conservatives. I get it what's really great about conservatives and especially the really great conservatives a lot of them know math Uh so they know how to add things and go fuck we can't really do that can we a lot of them the really good ones the great ones go back in history you can see them a lot of conservatives now don't really realize that because uh, they're more worried about conservative things rather than, okay, but I won't even get into it. We drug him along willingly, but he said to me this morning that you may chuckle in knowing that a Republican nearly died at your show. <laughs> if he's got his humor back, it's a good sign. Yeah, it is. I, I have no, I have no uh, trouble. It's, the Republican Democrat is fine by me, so I'm really glad. Uh, he's doing fine. Uh, I, and you tell, you tell your, uh, you tell him that the first one, the first time I voted for, uh, a congressman, a senator, the first senator I voted for in the state of Maryland was a guy named Mac Mathias, who was a really great senator and, and had his, his brothers here tonight. And, um, <laughs> and as, and as a, was a Republican and I'd vote for him again. Now he was a great, great Senator. And, uh, and really kind of, uh, the, the, it's really kind of remarkable. So it was back, at, it was a different time. So I'm glad he's doing well. Uh, and now we get down to what the problems are here in Phoenix. What's really interesting, I think you'll see, is a thread that's coming up here. Um, this is from Shannon. She's here tonight. I live in Sierra Vista, Arizona, real close to the border. There's no fucking crisis on the border. And most of us don't want a fucking wall. Now I'm going to get to what the real problem is here. Because apparently, I seriously, I have very, very little about the wall. Very little. Okay? So, for those of you who watch, and especially those who are around the world, you have to realize this is, a, I get a lot of stuff. There's a lot of people, these people live here, and there was very, very little about it. This is what pisses them off. Snowbird drivers in Arizona. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so sick. This is from Titus. I'm so sick of out of state visitors to Arizona. Pick a state, dipshit. <laughs> you shouldn't be able to just visit when we have beautiful weather. You should have to experience the hell that Phoenix is in July and August to earn the 70s in January. This this is from Avery. In the winter months, Arizona's overrun by fucking snowbirds who can't drive for shit. (laughs) Sitting in the damn left lane doing the speed limit. (laughs) This is from Titus again, because I'm just, we let snowbirds into Arizona. Why not let illegal immigrants too? What's the fucking difference? That's really one of the most extraordinary statements I've ever read aloud. (laughs) (laughs) This is remark, state rep... This is true, if this is true, this is really, this is so wrong. State Representative Sylvia Allen believes and attempted to pass a law in Arizona that we legally be required to attend church on Sundays. Is that possible? And they didn't get her like, they didn't say, hey, what about electroshock? <laughs> you can't fucking, you can't, you, you, you have to, in the middle of the, as soon as she says that, you, at the end of the sentence, going, the whole body has to go, no, uh, we have Jews here, we have Jews. We have a whole, by Hindus, Muslims, there's a whole fucking array of people who ain't going to church on Sunday, you Fuck. I got to watch CBS Sunday morning, you piece of shit. (laughs) This is, this is from Christine. This is, I really enjoy this because this is really, I've never heard this argument. This is fucking HOV lanes. Seriously, fuck them. Oh, sure. I understand all you tree-hugging hippie freaks think you're doing the environment a favor by rewarding carpools. You know who carpools? ex Barbie doll soccer moms living in the suburbs who foist their demon spawn off on other moms while they sleep down to the basement to drink the gin and smoke the Marlboro Reds they hide in the laundry room. <laughs> so they can reminisce about their prom queen days and wonder what the fuck happened to their princess lives. You know who doesn't carpool? People who fucking work for a living. Who drive 20 miles to a job that sucks their soul dry every single goddamn day. And you know what? Those people who work just fucking love sitting still on the freeway. While people who can afford the ticket race by in their BMWs. So yeah. While you explain how sitting still in a 110 degree heat exuding exhaust fumes, I'd help, help, I'm helping the fucking environment. Go fuck yourself. God, that is good. I've just never heard it put that way. I was in that lane the other day. This is, this is from uh, John. Uh, the Super Bowl is this weekend, and what drives me fucking crazy is that I want to throw the, the goddamn TV out the window when they ask the losing team, why do you think you lost? Jesus motherfucking Christ, I've got news for you. 50% of all sporting events, there's a loser. <laughs> One time I'd like to hear them say they lost because they suck. This was a great one. This came in tonight. This is you'll, this is David. You ran about a drug you ran about a drug from a jellyfish ain't squat. Millions of women have taken Perganol made from pregnant mare's urine. Well, I didn't you know I, 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 It's not something I knew) I, how the fuck did scientists pull that one off? Here, honey, take this horse piss and you'll pop a baby out. By the way, it worked for us twice. Hmm. Must must make kissing must be hard. Hmm. Gee, i never heard of that. How come nobody told me about that? I had friends who were trying to have kids. I should have known about this. This is uh, from Lara. Inconsiderate motherfuckers that only start thinking about what they want to order when they get to the cashier and make everyone behind them in line listen to their bullshit thoughts about the specials or ask what's gluten-free, and they're not even fucking allergic to gluten. They're just a little bitch that asks questions. (laughs) This is Mary. I rested up all week to be here tonight. Uh, Join me in saying, fuck you, multiple sclerosis. I will. I have a number of friends who've got it. And so, uh, Mary, fuck you, multiple sclerosis. (laughs) And and thanks for coming out tonight. I know that can be tough, so I appreciate it. Um, This is from Lindsay. Uh, I live in an affluent neighborhood. My neighbor still has their... Christmas and pumpkin decorations out in their front yard. It's fucking February 2nd. How and when do I complain and or smash their pumpkin into their front door? Well, I'm sure you could get a posse up here tonight. You offer, you offer a couple of drinks to folks and they'll do anything for you. I think if you, I were you is every night at one o'clock start shooting off fireworks and tell the asshole it's July 4th. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Lori. Uh, this is, came in, uh, this is somebody who watches while waiting for you to come to our home over this, over live, she means over the, this, uh. During a rant my husband decided he wanted to send in a rant. He le- leaned over and asked do I have to cuss? I said well, you're never gonna make it on honey Yeah, <laughs> uh, Lori, that's not true. You, you write, write it if it's I I actually I do a lot of stuff uh, Where there's not swearing and what's really great about giving me stuff. That's not I make things that uh, I make everything sound like I'm swearing so just <laughs> fucking send it in <laughs> Don't step on his creativity. Stop it. Stop it, Lori. <laughs> I'm going to end with this because I think it's spectacular. And if it's really a high school student, it's remarkable. If it's a guy writing as a high school student, it's still pretty fucking good. But it, I really, I'm really, i hoping it really is a high school student. It's William writes this. Uh, Lewis, I'm a senior in high school here with my father tonight. And I have to tell you how fucked up so many of my classmates are. No one knows how to goddamn communicate with anyone anymore, whether it's directed toward another student or a teacher. Every sentence begins with like or uh, and no one listens or gathers any fucking information in their classes. This is due to about three-quarters of the students being on their fucking cell phones throughout the whole damn class, and the other quarter of the fucking idiots are fucking asleep. (laughs) Then there are those students who think their teachers cannot see them on their phone because they are hiding it behind the back of the chair in front of them of course they can fucking tell you're on your fucking phone if you're not looking up at the front of the room you're not listening asshole they just don't give a shit anymore because it's not your their education it's your education fuck nut how can you be on the phone all day what the fuck is there it's shit it's nothing it does not exist what are you looking at It's not real! Put those straws back in your nose again, Lewis. The river of shit is rising. But but instead of the bankers fucking us over, this time it's social media. People wonder why students aren't learning anymore. As a student, I can tell you it is entirely due to cell phones and social media. Some of my age cannot sit through a 10-minute conversation without pulling out their phone for two minutes to check whatever the fuck is on there. I miss human contact. I have always used a phone for two reasons. To communicate with people and search for information when I don't have a book or computer available. I will admit that I was on Facebook for a couple of years and just got sick of it. Though for everyone else at school, whether it's fucking Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr, they're viewing at least one of them, maybe two or three at the same time. This phenomenon's even worse where I attend school due to how small it is. Here in Phoenix, I go to a small parochial Catholic school of about 400 students, where everyone knows about everyone's shit! Nothing is private! I have to hear every morning and afternoon about who fucked who last night, where the big party was, who was high or drunk, and what they did while under the influence. Then there is the stupid shit, which is even more useless to me. You'll find wonderful shit on these platforms, such as the latest photo of a plate of food from two hours ago. A photo of the girl's bathroom with toilet paper everywhere. A picture of some kid dressed in clothes which make them look like a bum who lives on the Interstate 17. Um, Or that photo of the girl with so much makeup on her face that it looks like the late Joan Rivers after her 50th facial reconstruction surgery. How much of a self-centered, self-obsessed, conceited, egotistical, narcissistic person are you to think that people care about what you post online about your life. People my age are so caught up in their goddamn selves and are selfish to an unimaginable degree. Because of this, they do not realize what is truly happening around the world or what the world even looks like or where fucking Russia or China is. I wish I knew how to counteract it. Our attention spans have lowered so much through modern technology in the last 20 years that we can no longer pay attention and focus. And that, Lou, truly is why we, the American people, have ADD. Thank you, William. Thanks for coming out here in Phoenix. It's been a pleasure spending time with you. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me, Lewis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James James Salkin. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast.